Emily Zell. Danny Leibarger. We're here at the Deconstruction Zone. We're back at it again. What are we talking about today? I, this is Emily check-in time. We're already there. Um, I want to talk about how this Sunday I went to church. Yeah, you did. To a (laughs) Unitarian Universalist church. Yeah. Um, Where about? Give them a shout out. Maybe someone's looking. Shout out to First Universalist Church. In St. Louis? Yeah. Okay. Um, Really interesting experience. So I brought a date there. Yeah, That's know. the funniest part of it. But um, It's a weird date. It was like our fifth or sixth date, okay. so it's fine. But um, anyway, that's not important. But uh, so, yeah, I wanted to go because they were doing a – their whole service was on, like, poetry because it's National Poetry Month. Mm. And I'm an English teacher. Um, and so we went, and it was a really interesting experience, and I kind of wanted to unpack it with you. And I also want to unpack what the guy I went with said. <laughs> I went with a bunch of friends. Yeah, I want to hear all of it. Okay. So. What is it like? So, because I've never been into a Unitarian Universal. I've been into a Baha'i church, which is like kind of a, takes lots of different things. But I think Universalist Unitarian is like kind of its own right. world. Uh, so, like, set the stage a little before you get into anything. Like, you walk in, like. What are you seeing? What are you smelling? What's wow. happening? Wow. Okay. Um. It's a little bit cold, but it's like a really nice. And I'm wearing a really cute old outfit. building, new building. So the the outside of the building looks modern, but the inside sanctuary is like just this beautiful, like sanctuary that kind of looks like it would be at Hogwarts. Okay. Love it. Um, like yeah, it was so stunning. There's like stained glass, and it was like dark wood. Okay. Anyway, so I walk in, people are like greeting you, and then they were like, Do you want to like sign up for our email list? And I was like, No. And <laughs> I'm like, Do you want to make a name tag? And I was like, No. And then I just walked up. I was kind of being a bitch, but <laughs> I just wanted, I was just like in the, I was just like ready to get there, you know? Yeah. I was like there to be an observer. Yeah. You're like ready to get your, your church on, my poetry on. Right. Um, And so it was me, my date, and then. Our two friends, Aaron and Austin, and their roommate, Joe. Friends of the pod. I feel like they make it on as much as anybody else. (laughs) Honestly, because they're they're a big part of my spiritual journey. Um, But (laughs) so we're all going um, and we sit down. (laughs) And everyone's like super nice and smiley. And they're like, welcome. We're so excited you're here. And we sit down. We were like two minutes late, so it had already started. Um, And we had – and they were – it was some sort of like call to worship, but it was a poem. And so basically the whole service, they never, ever talked about Jesus like one time. Um, but they're not like a Jesus-centric religion, right? No, right. right but it right. is a church. I don't know. I'll just keep going. We're yeah. going to keep going. Um, but it's really, it was really interesting. So they like read a poem and then we did sing some hymns. Which honestly I loved, and they were hymns that I like remember. Some one of them I did remember from church, but it it was very like low stakes. Like it maybe talked about God, but it was more just like I don't know. More basically, this is this is what it comes down to. And then we talked about poetry, and the the theme was called like poetry as a frame for conscious experience. And so we read like Keats, and we read 
um, a sonnet by Shakespeare that was about time. And it was this whole, and we sang a song that was a musicified version of Amanda Gorman's poem, The Hill We Climb. Do you know who I'm talking about? I think you've talked about it before. Um, she was the an- inaugural poet for Biden's inauguration. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was like really beautiful. Like we were all singing like there's only light if we're brave enough to see it, if we're brave enough to be it, which is like the final line. Super cool. And so that was interesting. And then the sermon was like low-key pretty long and like kind of, I don't know. Um, I mean, it was good. It was interesting. There was good points in it. And then we sang another hymn and that that was the hymn I like had recognized. So it was kind of like sweet and fun. Uh, and then... Oh, oh, and their prayer request portion wasn't prayer. It was just like, it was just sharing our joys and sorrows. And there was something really interesting about that and really cool because I felt like in no part of that was anything trying to be fixed. Um, But she, but then at the end, the like lady who was doing the liturgy was just like, these are our joys and, or like, these are all of our joys. May they be magnified because they are shared. And it was just this, like, honoring of things being shared, um, which I thought was, like, really powerful. And then the kids came, and, like, they read a book to them. Um, and then at the and then that was the end. And then they were, like – and then some people in front of us were, like, do you want to come to our young adults event? And we were, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so then we leave, and I go to lunch with my date. And he was, like, what was that? He was, like <laughs> – I have never been to a church that like wasn't prescriptive and wasn't um, didn't really mention like God or Jesus a lot. And it was really confusing. And I feel like I didn't get out of it what I expect to get out of church. And I was like, I think that's so interesting. I was like, for me, I found it somewhat refreshing because I didn't feel like I was being told to do anything. I felt like I got to enter into a space and ponder existence. And I think that's what church should be is like, to just sit and think about like, man, like it's whack to be alive. And, (laughs) and so all that to say, it was really interesting. Our different experiences, like what we took out of it. And it created a lot of conversation, which I think is what art does. And I think that that is what the poetry service was kind of celebrating. But it was interesting that I felt kind of refreshed and he felt like there was a lot of lacking which I think both are very valid. Um, but that was kind of my whole, that was my like spiritual experience of the week. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, so would you go back? Um, I would go back. I'm not, I wasn't like, I'm a you, you for life. Like, you know, but I would, I mean, I would go again. So it was interesting. Would, so what would compel you to go back? If it wasn't poetry month. See, that's what that's a good question. So it was really the poetry was pretty dope. Yeah. Um I think if I wanted to like be in my if I wanted to go to a place where I process where I just wanted to like think really existentially and not be like guided in any way, I think that would be the place. Cause it was a place where I was like, I feel like we're coming together, we're experiencing poetry, and we are thinking about life and thinking about what it is to like love people and love our world. I'm not, I, yeah, I think, I think that's what was cool is I think it provided a place that sparked conversation and sparked thought. Mm. 
And sometimes I think that's awesome. But I don't think – but I also I will say, like, because there's not really a lot that you're, like – I mean, I don't know. I didn't – I wasn't there, and I was like, I just want to be a part of this community. Like, yeah, it was just like, oh, like, that made me think, and that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think I find that very interesting experience and like your guys different as you walked out. Yeah. I imagine would, I would probably be on the side of your date a little bit. Like, yeah. Because it sounds like it was an over an hour long service just from hearing the compartments. It was about an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, and so I'd walk out and be like, that could have been enlightening, but also be like, was it worth my time? Like, what, yeah. Which I think is an interesting, I get what, like, you're what makes it worth your time. So I wonder, like it just sparked a question to me, like, like when you, if you could could construct your ultimate like church mm-hmm. experience, religious experience, like faith, all of that, like from a purely, and there's some problematic things about what I'm about to ask you as far as the question goes, but as far as a purely transactional thing, like mm. you're going and you're getting something, you're receiving something yeah. like into the space. Like you talked about like, just like unpacking, you walked in, the space was visually compelling and what I heard you say was like familiar without being like triggering. Like it felt a hundred percent like you sang songs that were like the Coke zero of hymns. Like you got the, the feeling you loved without the theology. It's the best Coke of all time. Uh Uh, You got all the theology, you got the song format and style Mm -hmm. without the theology that like you didn't sing nothing but the blood. And it was very liturgical, which I love. So like there was that familiar aspect. You're also very cerebral. Like you want to be, you want to ponder the existential realities of our life, mm-hmm. and you're very artistic. So it had all of these things. Yeah, it that did. You really loved. So when you think about then, like those things I heard you say about what you liked about it. But when you're constructing whatever the thing is that you want to engage in, whenever that might be, like if it was tomorrow, like what it, what would what are you wanting to get out of that? I mean, I think that's a great question, and I was actually going to ask you something kind of similar in a sense that it made – so when I was talking to my date afterward, I said – he goes, he goes, I feel like they didn't do their job as a church, and I thought that was fascinating, and he was like, because their job is to, like, remind me truth and tell me what to do, and I was like, to me, their job is to create a space to ponder existence, and I was like, so in that sense, they were very successful, And so I, but then I like, it made me think about like, what is my definition of what church is or what I want it to be? Yeah. So I'm not really answering your question, Yeah. but I'm interested in what your answer to that would be. Yeah. I think, um, because we, I will say he was like, we, afterward, he was like, he was like, when are we going to the well? Which was like, awesome. You know, (laughs) um, which was like super cool. Yeah. But but it was just interesting to like talk like I yeah. think I think realistically if I was going to go back to a church space which I think I'm getting close to that point it would be the well just cuz like I love the people and I I do think that y'all hold that balance really well of it is a place to ponder and it is a place that feels kind of low stakes like it's not it's not a triggering space yeah um but it is a little I want I'm not even sure I would say prescriptive cuz I feel like personally your sermons are very much like I'm going to put this here to ponder and challenge you Mm-hmm. which i think is awesome yeah but it is it is obviously more jesusy yeah so if i was going to and i think you're on par with the the vibe that i think we're going out there and you said really early on um this is back when we were still recording in the storefront we were in like the kind of reclining chairs yeah we talked about church being like the place where big questions are wrestled with mm. right mm. you said a little different than that 
But like for me, I think I, I side a little bit with your date and like it's a place where the truth is proclaimed and challenges are happened, like mm. you're met with. I think I believe wholeheartedly in Jesus being the truth. I'm a little more gray on other truths. Right. But like I'm going to proclaim the gospel, right? Like For that's sure. what I think I'm called to to challenge people, but also to like wrestle with big questions. And I think that's one of the things that we always revert back to at the well. Um, whether it's because like I have my own set of questions or it's like I can tell it's what the community needs. But I try to always like pull back to that as our true north of like, are we actually wrestling with things? Mm. Um, and I float that line of like, as a pastor and the the leader of the church, it's like I there's a level of prescriptiveness that I have to possess and portray for sure. Because um, we're a Christian in specifically United Methodist congregation, yeah. right? But one of the things that like talking to some of our friends like Aaron Austin that come and you and other people that come like one of the things that people have found compelling is like Jesus is presented as a compelling like option. And if you're not fully there yet, like no one is shaming you on a hundred percent, but there's also no juking off of like Jesus. And so I think like that's something that I've found to be, I don't know if that's unique to the well, like I know other churches that I think do that well, do a good job of that but i think it's one of the things that i think i want to be at the core of who we are like whether we're ten thousand people or a hundred people like that we're pondering questions that the furthest away from certainty feels welcome and the person that feels like they have it all together is not only feels welcome but is welcoming that person that feels uncertain you know like that's one of the things that i've really appreciated is the way that the community like so we just did a, a testimony video with a, a girl named uh, madison and she I talked about her faith and um one of the things she said was like the community is is the important part to her like and her fiance uh samara like they i think they they iron sharp and iron they like dive into faith you know, they have those conversations but for her like for church to be like compelling again it's like they needed a safe space to like be Absolutely. themselves and so there, that's a lot of things to say, but like I think creating a safe space, creating a space where people are challenged. I think if we're not challenged in any like a lot of spaces, I and I'm an aide on the Instagram, so I find them generally worthless if I'm mm-hmm. not being challenged yeah. in some way. And so that's just part of my personality. But like I think challenge is a part of it. Like um, Jesus is a big part of it. And like, but I think like creating space for everyone to have a seat at the table is important. Absolutely, and I think not only. I think what's cool about the well is like everyone is invited and I th- I totally agree. I don't think because I remember the first time I ever walked into the well, I was like, I don't know if I'm a Christian. I'm freaking out. And I remember just sitting there and just being like flooded with hope that like I still belong, could belong in a church space with like all my questions. This was right. like January when I last January. Yeah. And I think we were like, I remember I was preaching on something in the Galatians world. Right. And we were talking. Yeah. About and you said you said Galatians is a is. Um, a letter where people are trying to figure out how to follow Jesus. And yeah. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Like, I can totally vibe with that. And so I think I agree. Like, I think that space is really beautiful in that way. I think I would say the difference was one. Oh, but I was also going to say you create space for everyone at the table and a voice for everyone at the table because you usually have us, like, talk. Yeah. Which I think is really cool and important to, like, really hear other people's views. I remember – we were talking about the afterlife, and I remember I was sitting at a table, and this one woman. This is at the well. Yes, at the yeah. well, and she was like, "Absolutely, I do not believe in an afterlife." 
And I was just like, whoa. And I just didn't see that coming. But she was just like, yeah, she's like, not not the thing for me. And I was just like, oh. But it was a great conversation. Yeah. And there was no shame or like, oh, you have to get on our, like, the afterlife level. <laughs> yeah. It, which I think is just, I think I think what the well does really well, and I think, um, is that, <laughs> is, um, that you know what's core and then you leave the, like, the gray areas gray yeah and i think that is huge and i think what i enjoyed about like the uu church was that everything was gray and in a sense that felt like the pressure was off yeah like you said this a few times and it it was very low stakes very low stakes yeah um and i think the well is too but it's a little more like we're focused on jesus yeah i will also say that like what's interesting about the well is like uh, going back to the conversations around tables mm-hmm. and stuff is like I to your thing like I were talking about the afterlife. This lady's like I don't believe in it, I don't need it, and you're like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. One of the things I found that to happen a lot with people, mm-hmm. and what I found to be cool is the moments after where they're like, well, we have a like we were sitting together, we were singing together, we have a relationship. I've learned something new about you, and I think in some other context, you'd be like, oh, I'm gonna kick you out because mm-hmm. you don't have like the orthodox belief or the same belief as me. But it creates a deeper level of like conversation and pondering and, and wrestling. And I think multiple directional challenging, um, which is what I like. It's like, I don't think I'm the sole challenger of our congregation. Like yes. I watch other people spur other people into greater levels of, of thought and um, kind of exploration, which I think what I find about it is equal. I love it and it's messier, right? Because then there's like lots of different like rabbit trails that things can go and like someone's like well pastor danny is like pretty much told me i could be a like a pastafarian and i could believe in a flying spaghetti monster because mm-hmm. like every and so like i can see things going that direction mm-hmm. right but i think creating like you said like here are our essentials which i don't know that we would even use it because that seems strong but i mean yeah. it's but here like jesus is essential right? here's our focus maybe yeah. is that a better word yeah our focus and then everything else around it is um tangential you know to say the least so. what are we doing here <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> we're making a professional podcast <laughs> i'm so sorry i think this is a great transition into um do 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 email corner <laughs> thank you we're working on it uh so this one comes from uh hey bt dubs good talk i feel like we didn't like super wrap it up I liked where we got with yeah, that. Yeah, do you want to wrap it up Keep before going, I transition? Still with the mics. <laughs> no, I just want to. I just like a like. I like some closure. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so this one comes from Christy. Uh, hey, Christy. DM to me. She attends the Well online. Um, oh. and uh, shot me kind of an interesting question, like theologically. That I thought I would be just interested to like hear your thoughts. And so she kind of goes on and talks about how the Well has been important to her and the, those sorts of things, but. I'll get into the meat and potatoes of it, which is uh, I've been working through the concept of original sin and just trying to find out where I stand. I know I still believe in sin and sin is very real and present in our lives, but original sin is something I struggle with understanding. Any thoughts? So what are your thoughts? I shot her a response back, but and I can share mine. Yeah. But when you think about original sin... Oh, we talked about we talked I know, about original friendship. With the original no. friendship. That's what I immediately thought of. Yeah. Well, touch back on that just in case someone mentioned yeah. that episode. Um, well, I think I think we can talk about more stuff with that. I think original sin, my Sunday school teacher said when you 
she said, when you come out of the womb, you are born rebellious against God. Yeah. And that is like, whoa, dude, like you're a little baby. You're just like, what is this world? And then, but then I heard that in my second grade Sunday school and I was like, wow, okay. Like I've been shitty for two whole years. Right. Or- and, and cause I think we would say like, but babies haven't sinned. And she was like, but you have a sinful heart right away. Yeah. Like she would always ask us like, do you sin because you're sinners or are you sinners because you sin? Yeah. And the answer is, the answer is you sin because you're a sinner and that is your identity and then sin comes out of that. And to me, that is the sketchy part about original sin. And I think what changes, original sin, I'm taking what Christy's saying as like, we're born sinful. Yes, I think that was the direction. Okay. And so I actually think that's kind of different than original friendship because we kind of talked about the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Anyway, um, so original sin, you're born sinful. I I think it changes. We've said this too, but like I do think it changes the game instead of saying I'm sinful to say I have sin or like sin is a part of me because yeah. it goes back to like I would never – someone would be like – What's the truest thing about you? And you had cancer. You wouldn't be like, I'm cancerful. Yeah. You would just be like, you would say a bunch of other things. And then you'd be like, I do have cancer. Yeah. Like it's something that I'm struggling with and it's something that I'm like working to heal, but it is a part of my life. It can be debilitating at times, but, and to me that, that really changes the game between I am a little one second old baby who wants to run from God and slap him in the face and then to later be told by pastors that that is exactly what I'm doing is slapping God in the face. Yeah. Versus I am fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image and made for God and like like <laughs> made by God and for God and there are parts that aren't perfect and broken but like that isn't the truest thing about me. It is an absolute game changer and I'm glad Christy's asking this question. I was saying this today, actually. Someone was saying, like, I just don't think theology is that big of a deal. Like, we just don't know. And I was like, okay. I was like, for sure we don't, like, are we sure? Whatever. I was like, but our theology does affect how we live our day-to-day life. And so in that sense, it's very important. Because I think if you believe in original sin or if you don't, changes it completely how you view yourself. Yeah, I would agree with – I said early on in this podcast, and it used to be a refrain that I would say to – like, I think theology's lame or not important i think on this podcast i said earlier i'm like i think you could be a tool of the devil to like distract mm-hmm. us which i do think i can like agree with a little bit yeah but to your point it's like whether your theology is really really affirming progressive exclusive conservative reformed whatever it's like it will impact not only how you live your life and how you treat others but how you treat yourself and so regardless of like what you think about it, or if you think it's unimportant, I think everyone does have a theology. Like everyone has a theological framework, even if they don't express it or can write a long paper on it. And so I do think to your point, like theology and what we think about God and us, it's all really important. And when it comes down to, for me, like original sin, I'm, I think with you, like, I think we, I said this to Chrissy, like sin is a part of our world. Like I think the brokenness is a part of our world. I think we can be like, predisposed is not the right word but we can like lean to towards sinning mm-hmm. as like a predisposition but to your point like i would say it's not our identity right and like i look at myself like i can see myself in certain places where i've like built up habits of like it's easier to do what i know isn't right and like i know that it's not right but i can for sure do it, right 
Um, but that also does spark like another conversation about moral morality and like who gets to decide what's right and wrong, right? Um, in terms of like different cultures and whatnot. But I do think sin is a part of our existence. But I'm with you, like the idea of a God that's like loving and would look at God's creation at one point and be like, this isn't just good. It's very good. Like, I love you. Like, I want to be in relationship with you. Like, all the acts of Jesus after the fall, like, all of those sorts of things, like, seem incongruent with a God. Like, I'm just going to create these ultimately awful people. I don't know. Absolutely. Like, that. yeah. And that, here's the thing, is that's so Calvinist because that also doesn't feel like free will. If that's your, If that's so much your disposition that you're born a sinner – then, like, how much actual personal blame do you have? Because it's just who you are. Yeah. And it goes again to, like, you have no choice in the matter. Yeah. So it's like you sin, but it's like, I'm totally depraved. What do you want from me? Yeah. You know? Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. Um. So, but, but I think, I so I would just say, I do think a lot of people, when like, struggle with the idea of sin mm-hmm. in general. Original sin, all of that, like, and... And even when we went to Mount Union now several weeks ago, like we had someone ask us about like, is the creation story literal? I think yeah. that's what they said. But really an undertone of that is like, is this how sin entered the world? Like, is, Whoa. Like, is, okay. is God like, did God just create man? And what, like there are so many theological undertones to why that question is mm. being asked. Um, or like, why did the flood happen? Like, is that literal? Um, did Jonah really get eaten by a whale? I mean, there's so many different questions. <laughs> And shot out the blowhole. And shot out the blowhole. That's a callback, my friends. Uh, <laughs> so you better listen in order um, or you won't understand. So, But I think Christy's question is, is pretty universal in the sense that like, we all wrestle with that. I know like, I still wrestle with like my understanding of sin. For sure. I remember in uh, seminary, uh, my professor, I think for ethics, I think is what it was, um, but his like dissertation was on like sin and evilness, and like this guy, like all he wanted to do was tell people like how every like he just had all very defined thoughts, and it was like an exhausting class for me because I was mm-hmm. like always trying to like wrestle with sin and where it was in the world and why do bad things happen to good people and like is it God's fault? Is it our fault? Is yeah. it is it arbitrary? And I think I left that being like kind of what we talked about like where big questions are wrestled with like i just like i'm glad i wrestled with the question i don't Absolutely. know that i came out with any more certainty on it um and that's where even your friend you said something like is theology is not that important or whatever yeah like i that i am like it's important to wrestle with it because it helps us better define it's the reason i think debate's important like even if it, you don't come to a conclusion yeah. right i dig that because it helps you be thoughtful about it yeah you got to be thoughtful you got to be thoughtful you got to be thoughtful so New merch. You, you got to, to be, be thoughtful. thoughtful. I like that. Um, real sad that Skinks Not Skanks never really sold. That was one we thought was going to be good. I don't think you made a merch of it. Oh, I made a design. Maybe we didn't put it on the, yeah. the link tree or the whatever. Um, <laughs> Remember when I just randomly brought up Skinks on our podcast? <laughs> That's what I was just referencing. Yeah, it's just wild that I did that. Um, Not surprising. This is probably a good mid-show break to say... If you don't already follow us on YouTube, you should. Uh, it's a lot. More I did f- subscribe on our YouTube. Yeah, you did. I think that it's a lot more fun to watch on YouTube, but you have you to be can. able to have like thirty to forty-five minutes. But I'll sometimes put it on the background to like. You can watch. do other things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so definitely subscribe to our YouTube. It helps more people find it, but also like it's just fun for us to be able to interact with people that way. Uh, also, we do have a Patreon. You can find that all of that on our link tree, merch, all that kind of stuff. Like we, 
above all are just trying to get more connected to our community. Um, and those are some easy ways for that to happen. So absolutely. Um, and get our merch. And get our merch. I, I still am going to buy the blue deconstruction. You're going to get the same thing I did? Well, I'm going to get it in a t-shirt, I think. But okay. I like that color and that design. Yeah, I think it's dope. Um, wear it on the next episode. So with that, though, no. let's move into... Our recommendations. Yeah. Can you go first this time? Uh, I think so. I don't have a great one. Uh, it's just uh, the final season of Ted Lasso is like just... It's been really good. Oh, I'm kind of behind um, on it. It's So I'm really bad uh, about like if I watch a show, you like are really I'm bad. all about it. Well, I'm totally Simple. depraved. Uh, we were all on the same page there. Uh, I like I'll start a show and I'll like love it, mm-hmm. but then it like takes a year for the next season to come Absolutely. out. And so I'm like, so I started Ted Lasso on season two, so I binged one through two, and then I like got it a year to wait. So I would say Ted Lasso season three has been really really good. It's like one of the few shows one I know that I'm gonna stick up with, which is one of the best shows I've ever watched in the history Absolutely. of TV is Severance. Uh, Severance is so good. So I cannot wait for season two of Severance. Apple TV. It's so good. So, Do you know when it's coming out? I think it's coming out in the next couple months. I love Severance so much. Yeah. For some reason, I had May in my mind, but I might be wrong about that. But. Dude, if that's right, I'm going to cry. I'll Google it while you Google do your it. reservation. Okay. Or your recommendation. My reservation. My recommendation. Um, so, yeah, like I, I kind of previously mentioned, I've started Movie Mondays with my friends, um, which has been super fun. I make dinner and then I get to take the movie. It's the what I've decided is it's how it's going to go. I think so. And so last Monday, we watched this movie, Women Talking, <laughs> <laughs> which was... Um, problematic. <laughs> it was a very problematic film. Um, no, uh, it was a Oscar nominee uh, for Best Picture. And so I wanted to watch it. And it is so flipping good. I can't get over it. It's basically these women. This is, takes place in 2010 based on real events. And they are, they're all getting um, like sexually assaulted by the men in the like religious community. Um, like they're like, I think they're like, um, they're Mennonite. And then they're, and then the men go to like sell something. I don't know. And the women, it's, it's just these women in this barn figuring out if they're going to stay and forgive the men stay and like fight for their rights or just leave and it's just all these women talking about like all the merits of that for in for two hours dang it's powerful and so good and i just couldn't recommend it more and i just loved it what's it called women talking okay i did i dig it um i do have bad news late 2023 early 24 is when severance season two comes out production began in october but we got some time we have that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. I'm blown away at how long it's taking. And for my other recommendation, I'm gonna go a little. I'm kind of going back in my reserves recommendations. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not yeah. doing all like what I just yeah. watched and read. You're like let's go down Goodreads and just see what we find. Absolutely. Um, my favorite. Oh, you know what? No, I'm gonna change my answer. Uh, I just read Concrete Rose with my class okay. by Angie Thomas, who wrote The Hate You Give. Mm-hmm. So it's actually like a prequel to The Hate You Give. Okay. And I just like my student said this and it's been sitting with me and I just like want to share it is my student was like, I wish more white people would read this to like know what life in the hood is like. And I just think that that's so important and I want to share that. And um, it, I mean, it's very 
there was there's a point in it where we were reading it together and i was like guys i kind of want maverick to start selling drugs again because he needs the money and they were like right they were like now you get why we sell drugs and i was like so it was like kind of intense but also like i think really powerful and important and it's also written a lot like how like my students speak and so one student she was like, I've never read a book that sounds like me. Hmm. And just these like really powerful moments. And I really liked it. And I just, I would recommend that. I love it. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. I think like we, I enjoyed our, our conversation throughout this, but it took a unexpectedly deep dive at the beginning. And I think it's been yeah, fun. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any like last words. Mm. Last words. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe just like ponder for you, like, what's the purpose of church? And oh. do you believe in original sin? This is more of a question takeaway. Yeah. <sighs> I like the like, pondering what, like, I think that's a good question to ponder. Yeah. It's like, what are you looking to get out of religious community? Absolutely. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. And with that being said, uh, embrace the journey.